At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. And of course, Caffrey middle crowded, stiff arm takes it to the right, and he leaps and somersaults into the end zone for the touchdown. Yeah, it feels good. It's, you know, refreshing being able to, you know, feel like there's some sort of normalcy here at camp and uh, just good to see everybody showing up and Ready to roll. And now, along with Jim Zoki and Eugene Robinson, here's Mick Mixon with Panther Talk, live from training camp at Wofford College in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Saturday night, July the 31st, Matt Rule's Carolina Panthers practiced in front of fans for the first time ever. Enthusiastic crowd, historic evening, Gibbs Stadium at Camp Wofford. Then Friday night, August the 6th, an even larger crowd watched the Panthers rehearse Bank of America Stadium uptown. Ready to roll? Absolutely. Back to normal? Not quite yet, perhaps, but at least we can kind of see it from here. Good evening. Welcome to our show. A joy to be with you. Mick Mixon here at Camp Wofford. My buddy Jim Zoki back at the Langtonian Institute of Broadcasting <laughs> Studios, Bank of America Stadium, uptown Charlotte. The Zoke, great seeing you down here at all these practices as we've uh, watched and kind of felt Matt Rule's second team begin to try to come together. What's your level of enthusiasm about what 2021 could look like? Well, Mick, great to hear from you once again. It's been hours since uh, I last spoke to with you. We have to catch up on what's been happening since uh, 1 o'clock today with you. But to your question, I think you should be very optimistic about what is happening with this team. And again, we'll get a lot better feel this week as they head off to Indianapolis and do those two joint practice sessions. And then on Sunday, our first preseason game against the Colts. So I think that'll give us a little more tangible evidence of what's going on uh, because we know that, you know, by and large, there's been some scrimmaging, some 11-on-11, um, some fun 7-on-7, 9-on-7, things like that going on. Uh, but uh, the NFL being what it is, a grind of now 17 regular season games for the first time, that uh, it's going to be a battle of offense, defense, special teams, and attrition, injuries. Uh, so you want to keep your team as healthy as possible for as long as possible. It's going to be a key factor for everybody. So you don't see a ton of padded hitting. You see some, but not a lot. Uh, so I think we'll really, don't you think, get a real good feel this week of what this team's all about? 
I think so, Zoke, and I think it's impressive that Matt Rule has decided to schedule practices against not just one but two other NFL teams, and he's selected two teams that have some of the best fronts, offensive line, defensive line, in the NFL. And of particular interest are the Ravens next week because Baltimore will show Sam Darnold some blitz packages. Baltimore will show things, some looks, that the Panthers do not do, don't practice, and really don't have in. And those are things that that Carolina's offense is going to see and Darnold will see a lot during the season. So I don't think Matt Rule would be doing this if he wasn't just reptilian, pit viper serious about what this Carolina Panther team can become. And don't you think also, Zoke, the pieces are in place offensively for uh, Carolina to have a desirous assortment of weaponry on on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, no uh, disrespect to uh, the New York Jets, but, I mean, they they simply did not. I mean, just being just purely objective, look at the skill position of what the Panthers can offer collectively versus what he dealt with in New York for three years. He just didn't have it. Uh, And, again, the quarterback is going to get the greatest amount of credit, the greatest amount of blame, so uh, he takes his share of that for what happened in New York for three years, which was a 13-25 and record. However, he didn't have uh, Christian McCaffrey, which he's about to have here in a regular season game in a few weeks. Robbie Anderson, D.J. Moore, the drafting of Terrace Marshall. Uh, I mean, when you look at what they've added, a tight end in this offseason with Dan Arnold and the drafting of Tommy Tremble to join Ian Thomas. I mean, it's a tight end by committee uh, of three very, you know, know, collectively guys that can catch and block and give you some two tight end sets and things like that. So I do like the skill position talent around him. And kind of really the thing that's going to be, I think, the most fun to watch come together and see how it comes along is the collective offensive line. A little bit dinged up right now and some guys out with some family matters and Cam Irving, in his case, a little bit of a dinged up shoulder for today anyways. Uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to see collectively how this offensive line comes together because that, that's going to be as big as what we're talking about with the skill position players, don't you think? 100%. And, and Cameron Irving, his shoulder, I think, even caught maybe some of the coaches by surprise, just not, not available for practice today. So the Panthers had to slot some other guys in, getting a, a, a further look at Trent Scott, who's a proven commodity. Brady Christensen, the rookie, has looked really good. He can play tackle. Also a guard, a little shorter-armed guy to be 6'6". So a possible, who knows, future maybe at, at, at long-term at guard in the National Football League. And Pat Elfline's been a star, Zoke, with Matt Paradis taking uh, less snaps uh, just to get uh, make sure he's rested and that kind of thing. Uh, Pat Elfline from Ohio State, from your neck of the woods, mm-hmm. has slotted in at center, and he's looked good. And um, but, you know, that's what they like with this team is you know, to have flexibility both on offense and defense. But with this line, they love guys that can play guard center or guard tackle and, and swing left to right today because of attrition more than anything. You know, Taylor Morton was taking snaps with the first team at left tackle, not right tackle. I think we know he'll be the right tackle, but they needed him to be able to Learn how to play that if that happens at a pinch, and there he is over there at left tackle today. We'll see how things move forward beyond that. But, uh, yeah, I think you know, Pat Elfline can play center in addition to being uh, one of the guys you're counting on at guard. And I think it's safe to say Christian McCaffrey has uh, been sticking to his uh, diet of Doritos and Coke <laughs> and uh, making sure that that ripped musculature, just the vascular nature of McCaffrey, it's just not fair. I mean, you see him, he just just yoked up and uh, ready to go. So, Tons of excitement. We could do a whole show, if, if not a whole show, a segment of a whole show on Dan Arnold and what he brings. We won't do that tonight, but we'll touch on it a little bit. And Zoke and I do have a busy show for you. We have Kurt Coleman who will be stopping by, Scott Fitterer, general manager of the Carolina Panthers. We will have Matt Rule and some of his take on uh, what the 
recent practices have looked like and all of that still ahead when we continue with Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Go behind the scenes of your Carolina Panthers with the Happy Half Hour Podcast. Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. And the Martin handoff. Oh, he's almost. Great ahead up the middle, fumble. Panthers come in, say they have it, and they do. Panther football. Open, right flat, five-yard line. Dive for the pylon. Touchdown. Got it. Touchdown. It was great to get those reps in OTAs and in mandatory minicamp to kind of see different defenses and different looks that way. And I think for an OTA and for a minicamp, they did throw a lot at, at us in terms of the quarterback position it was great you know because it, it forced us to to learn the offense and learn the scheme so um i thought it went great and you know just going to continue to build up on that uh in training camp panther talk continues on the carolina panthers radio network it was a busy day in spartanburg for the head coach of the carolina panthers matt rule a morning practice followed by a 45 minute walkthrough in the evening and then the team buses plan to take the squad to top golf for a night of fun and togetherness Coach Rule on Taylor Moten working some at left tackle this morning. Yeah, I didn't notice Taylor, which is a good thing. You know, um, uh, really focused on, especially in the two-minute, and then, you know, the uh, quarterback play, decision-making, um, defense getting, you know, we worked on some pressures today, making sure we get the pressures right. Uh, but, uh, you know, Cam Irving was down today uh, with, a, with a, you know, a shoulder, banged up shoulder, so we um, took advantage of it to get Taylor over on the left side, so. Um, good work for him. Good work to get Trent Scott, Brady Christensen some work. So that's another, as you guys know, option. Really not much more to it other than that. You know, there was just a chance to work it today, so we did it. It was great to see Robbie Anderson back at practice. Yeah, yeah, I was happy to get Robbie back. Uh, he got back here yesterday after practice for meetings and uh, participated in the walkthrough last night and got him out here today. And so they made a, made a nice play on one of the touchdown routes. So, you know, obviously it's always nice to have him, um, him and DJ out here. But even, even when they're not, it's a good chance for a lot of these other guys to show what they can do. I mean, a lot of these, you know, I don't think there's a day that goes by where C.J. Saunders doesn't make a play and Zilstra made a bunch of plays today. So it's a chance for a lot of these guys to show what they can do. Coach Rule has been keeping a close watch on rapidly improving quarterback Sam Darnold. Yeah, I think Sam's, you know, I think Sam's getting comfortable back there. We have a pretty pretty good rush, pretty good blitz package, so he's seeing a lot of things, um, you know, protecting the ball. I mean, we had, I think, a, a tip pick in the, in the red zone. So, I mean, there's always things to learn from. But I, I do feel like he's comfortable back there. You know, we'll see. You know, get to Sunday, it'll be obviously be live. That always changes things, right, when you have a chance of getting hit. But um, as of right now, you know, he's, he's done a nice job. Any coach wants to see spirit and fight in their squad. And Coach Rule observed that over the weekend. No, I thought, I thought yesterday I was really proud of the football team yesterday. You watch the tape. That was as good as, as we've looked since I've been here in terms of physical, in terms of run. You know, I think anytime you get – Guys uh, that are like are in a live goal line period and they're screaming like, "Hey, let's run it back!" And I want another. We want more reps. Like that's what I wanted out of them. So we came out here today and cut it back to you know an hour and a half, maybe an hour and fifteen after stretch. Still had some things to get done, right? Picking up the blitzes and all that stuff. Special teams was a special teams emphasis today. Tomorrow we'll get some situational football. We'll travel on Wednesday and then get ready to practice with the Colts Thursday and Friday. Give the guys Saturday off and. Play on Sunday. The offense has weapons everywhere, including a new tight end who has been impressive, Dan Arnold. Well, A, Joe had some experience with him in New Orleans. He had been there. But B, you know, we got ready to play the uh, Cardinals last year, and in game planning the Cardinals, 
I really liked him. And so when it got to free agency, he was someone that we targeted, you know, potentially that we could get. We were able to get him. And I just, I personally believe when, when you study young quarterbacks, they all kind of have a go-to receiver that they, that they, whenever they get in trouble, they just know to go to that person. And typically a lot of these guys, they like big players, you know I mean? You know, like, you know, hey, I'm in trouble. I'm just going to find Kelsey. I'm just going to find one of those guys. And so to me, I wanted us to get someone that was in that 6'5 range that you could see in the, across the middle of the field and third down in red zone. Um, you can see now Ian is becoming a part of the passing game. He's developing, caught one today, Dan as well. But that was kind of the thought process. Let's go find a big receiving tight end. And after having played the, the, the Cardinals, you know, I knew what he could do and had a lot of respect for him. So, you know, we, uh, we targeted him and got him. Another morning practice is scheduled for tomorrow. Wednesday, it's on to Indianapolis for some work against the Colts. I think first, first and foremost is a chance for our quarterbacks – to play against another defense, another look, another blitz package, um, without without getting hit. You know, to be quite honest, you know, uh, you get in the preseason game, they're going to get hit on third down. Maybe we'll get a couple reps, but to get a two minute versus the Colts, to get a third down package versus the Colts, uh, to see different looks, to see a different defense, make different checks for our quarterbacks. To me, it's invaluable. And you know, we're going against you know two of the best offensive and defensive lines in football in in the, in, in the Colts and the Ravens. I mean, their defense, both defenses are outstanding. So our defense will have a chance to measure themselves against their defense. Our offense will have a chance to see themselves. And I look at it as a great way for us to go spend four days, you know, someplace new. You know, we're we're highly vaccinated, so the guys can go out to dinner. They can spend time with each other, you know. So to me, it's just yet another unique experience to break this camp up. It'll make it a hard camp. Um, There'll be intense practices, but there's nothing wrong with work. Matthew Kenneth Rule, head coach of the Carolina Panthers, and it is inspiring really to watch him coach and teach. He understands performance psychology, team dynamics, and this uh, top golf thing tonight ought to be interesting. The team seems to not really know whether they're going to get chewed out or embraced. Uh, coach Rule is, uh, I think, delightfully unpredictable in that way. He's tough. Don't anyone mistake his personality and his his effervescent style for any kind of lack of discipline and toughness. But I also think he combines that with a warmth that makes the players not want to let him down. How do you feel about it? No, I agree. I think you're right. It's, he could bring the group together at midfield to uh, remind them of something, to speak to them, or to chew them out. And that's what coaches do, right? Sometimes you have to talk with a little bit of a louder voice. So he's he's their coach, uh, but not necessarily always his friend. He's about making the team better. And he wants guys that want to get better and to improve. So I think you're right. I think he kind of balances uh, those two things of uh, of being hard-nosed when needed, uh, being firm when needed, but also uh, knowing when to put an arm around a player and to be encouraging more often than not. And, uh, Mick, we do have Kurt Coleman uh, joining us on the line now. Of course, Kurt with us uh, for all the preseason broadcasts, was with us the whole way last year in in 2020. And, uh, you know, Kurt, welcome to the show, first of all, and for joining us for a few minutes here, and uh, appreciate you coming on the air night with me. What What are your thoughts when you think of Matt Rule and what you saw last year, when you see the kind of style of coach that he is? Does he remind you of anybody, or what are your thoughts about what you see when you see Matt Rule? I think, you know, I, I love how Mick used the word effervescence. That was uh, beautifully articulated right there, Mick. Um, you know, I think uh, I think the great thing that what you see about this team is they believe in what he's doing. I think that the consensus is there that they're going to leave it all out there. You saw that last year. You saw the, the commitment of the players, and then this this season moving forward, you haven't heard anything other than that. I think he's very hard on them, but also he's 
he understands he's given them the time off that, that is necessary. Um, I was just actually seeing that uh, the, the guys that are vaccinated, they're going to have a chance to go to top golf. Uh, I, I mean, I think some of that stuff and your coach allowing that to happen during training camp, which is for me, I never, I never had a chance to go top golf. And if I had, um, it would have been amazing. Um, so I think he, he understands. He's given him a little bit of leash, but he knows when to pull it back and really, really uh, hunker down on him. But he also knows when to um, give him some freedom, but he also knows when we're not looking in, with the expectations, that is what Panther football should look like. He brings them all together. I mean, I saw that when I went down and visited in Spartanburg. The guys, the, the practice just didn't seem in sync. Um, people weren't playing as hard, practicing as hard. It, it just didn't look clean and crisp. He brought them together. And you saw a different type of team. And I think he has to show them during these three preseason games, this is what it has to look. This is the expectation of what we're going to have when we touch this field. We can't have an up-and-down season. There needs to be consistency throughout it all on all phases of the game. And I think that's what he expects out of the team, and the team knows that. They do, Kurt, to your point. They know the standard, and those that don't uphold it uh, are quickly uh, either coached up or in some cases released. He definitely wants the buy-in. He wants guys that love the game and are willing to die in the fight. Kurt, what do you think about Sam Darnold? You're a DB, longtime safety, 10-year NFL safety, uh, made a living studying NFL quarterbacks. What do you think Sam Darnold can bring to the Panthers? Well, what I, what I, I'll start with what I love. I love the ability. He is, he is more athletic than people give him credit for. So his elusiveness to be able to extend the pocket, um, keep the play alive, his arm is amazing. I think there's been times where people will say sometimes the accuracy has gotten in trouble where I would kind of combat that and say uh, the protection that is needed to be able to fit the ball in certain windows has not been there, which has caused him to be a little inaccurate at times, which has caused um, the, the interceptions. And, and I think with the emphasis on this, uh, this offensive line, and that's really what I'm going to be keen in on this, uh, this preseason, is how well they can gel together. I think there's been a couple guys in and out, um, whether it be excused or injured, um, I think finding that continuity in, in that line and giving him the time that is that is needed to really perform at an elite level in this league, I think he's going to really. So I love Joe Brady's offense. I think he, they've put some awesome playmakers around him. C-Mac's going to be back this year. Uh, th- there's a lot of things to be excited about. I think Sam Donald just needs to realize that I don't have to do it all. I can trust these playmakers to make the plays. I just have to get it to them in time. Last year, uh, Kurt, defensively, where they really struggled was getting off the field on third down, and some games are just atrocious uh, statistically in trying to do so. Where do you see this team having the ability to improve uh, in that department this year? It all starts up front, and you can see that they have addressed it. I think Scott did a great job um, of addressing the issue with get, signing uh, Reddick, um, getting some other guys back. Um, you have Derek Brown coming back for another season. Um, under his belt. I think there's going to be a lot of things to really smile about and be happy about, but it all starts up front. You can say all you want about the DBs and securing tackles or making up the big plays, but if you don't get pressure consistently on a quarterback, and like I was saying conversely for Sam Donald, who was always getting pressured, if he can't, if, if that quarterback's sitting back there feeling very comfortable, he's going to be able to fit in any type of window. It starts up front. The linebackers have to make some plays underneath, but really, I see, I see those guys, those four guys up front, sometimes five, really have to get some pressure on them. How did the first round pick of J.C. Horn hit you, Kurt, with the Panthers adding a, another uh, physical, athletic physical. cover corner to Dante Jackson on the other side? I, I absolutely love it. Uh, I, I think I think J.C. Horn is going to be phenomenal in this league. I, I really do. I, I've really studied 
it's just his technique. I think a lot of things you can learn as far as the system goes. I think he's going to fit very well in any type of system in the NFL. But with what we like to do as the Panthers is be aggressive up front. You send an extra man so you're in man coverage on the back. And I love his technique. He's very aggressive. He's smooth in his transition. He's going to make a lot of plays. He really is. I think if if we can kind of get through some of this growing pains, what I always say, there's going to be some good things and there's going to be some bad things where it's going to be mental errors, not physical errors. Um, if he can get through those mental errors um, early in the season, I think that, that I really think, and I said this, I think to Jim uh, last week, I think he's going to have a rookie season very similar to Marshawn Lattimore had his rookie season with the Saints. Oh, man, fantastic. Kurt, we love you. Look forward to working with you. Can't wait to see you in a broadcast booth soon in Indianapolis. Mick and Jim, I can't wait to see you guys in Indy. We'll see you All there. Right, just make sure you bring it. I don't want to see any funky uh, suits that look like they came from <laughs> some secondhand store like last year. No, I'm just kidding. Kurt's a snappy dress. It's fun to kid him, though, especially when he can't inflict physical harm upon me from like, his car. You're making him mad because he's two states away from you right now. <laughs> we are it's not fair, though. Early, Mick. I see what's going down. No, it's not fair. Close look. Good, so good on you and so uh, pedestrian on the Zoke and me, but we'll we'll chop that up a little more when we see you, man. Thanks again for your time. Thank you, guys. I see you, Kurt. All right, the great Kurt Coleman with us on Panther Talk. All right, stay tuned. The show's just getting rolling. We have the Zoke and Jeremy Chin still to come, an interview with Scott Fitter, general manager of the Carolina Panthers. All that is ahead of us when we continue with Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Each week on the Jordan and Jake podcast, Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake DeLone share their thoughts on all things Carolina Panthers. Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Coke, official fan refreshment of the Carolina Panthers. Shuffles up, he's hit, and he is taken down, gets away, hit again, sacked, and he's surrounded, and sacked. Rolling out to the near side, in trouble, intercepted, picked off, it'll be a touchdown. First of all, I'm ecstatic, I'm excited. It's been the first time I've packed up and gone away to a training camp since 2011 or 12 with the Giants, you know, um... I think it's exactly what our team needs, and I think Wofford, uh, uh, you know, I've been here before coaching here, you know, coaching against uh, the, the, the Terriers, but um, the facilities are outstanding. The people have gone out of their way, so I think it's going to be a great experience for our guys. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Wofford and uh, Spartanburg do a great job hosting training camp and a lot of fun down there, and uh, this week the Panthers a getaway, get up to Indianapolis after tomorrow's practice, get ready for preseason game number one against the Colts in the Beginning of year number two in the NFL for Jeremy Chin, who's got a tough act to follow off of his own rookie performance last year, led the Panthers in tackles with 116, had two fumble recovery touchdowns on back-to-back plays against the Minnesota Vikings, and uh, that was uh, what secured him being the uh, rookie of the month for defensive rookie of the month for November after he'd already won that award in October of last year as well. But one of the bright young defensive stars in all of the NFL spoke with him a couple of days ago down in Spartanburg and asked him how this, his second year in the training camp situation, obviously different than what he was able to experience last year, is is just that, just very different from last year. i say the defense is a lot slower than what it was last year. Um, head was kind of spinning a little bit last year. This year has definitely slowed down. In what aspects? Just the mental component of things, just kind of knowing where you're supposed to be? Mental component, um, you know, kind of knowing what to expect, just kind of the speed of the game as well. 
and you're kind of settled into more of a traditional position as opposed to maybe moving around as much. Does that make it a little bit easier for you to kind of focus as opposed to maybe being, not that they won't use you in different ways, right. uh, but being a little bit less of a Swiss Army knife and kind of being settled into more one position? Uh, a little bit, yeah. You know, you, you kind of know you know where you'll be really before a snap, um, you know, things like that. So it's always, you know, simpler to focus on one position compared to maybe five at a time. So we got a rookie, in this case that's J.C. Horn, who's stepped up, had a couple interceptions in practice. What are you seeing out of him so far? Uh, he's a dog. He's been making plays. Uh, he's consistent every single day, so that's something to build off of. How would you describe Phil Snow's defense to the players that are coming in as they get acclimated and just kind of knowing what the overall philosophy is on defense? Uh, get to the ball. Uh, he emphasizes that angles. You know, we, we pride ourselves in getting to the ball, how we get to the ball. Um, and, like, as far as scheming, he's creative. He has a lot of weapons. He, you know, the, the bodies he brought in here, he plans to do a lot of things with us. Today was a good day for the defense out there overall. Do you guys kind of take pride in that? I mean, you want the whole team to do well once we get to the games and the things that matter. But on a day like today, just as a unit, knowing where you guys are collectively, does that make you feel good? Yeah, we want to win every single day. Uh, you know, any way we can push the offense and continue to better them and also better ourselves, we'll continue to push each other. And uh, on offense, you know, we're seeing one of the new guys out there is uh, Terrace Marshall, the rookie receiver out of LSU. He looks like he's a pretty impressive player. Yeah, he's made a lot of plays as well. Coming across the middle, he makes really good high-point catches. So he's definitely a weapon that will help us moving forward. Very good. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you. All right, Jeremy Chin ready to take off again here in season number two with that Carolina Panthers defense focused as a safety this year, not as much at the linebacker position as he was last year. Injuries we talked about a little bit earlier, but injury updates are brought to you by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. We talked about Cam Irving, the left tackle. Shoulder injury kept him out of practice today. Keith Kirkwood, of course, continues in concussion protocol. Clay Johnston with a foot injury. Among the other players uh, currently out, A.J. Boye. It looks like he'll be out for a couple weeks with a strain. Running back Darius Clark, Miles Hartsfield out of the defensive secondary. When we come back, we have more from uh, what's going on at training camp. Mixed conversation with the general manager, Scott Fitterer, as we continue here on Panther Talk. Listening to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast has never been easier. Simply download the Amazon Alexa app, add the Carolina Panthers skill, and say, Alexa, play Carolina Panthers. Now playing Carolina Panthers. Be sure to also add the Carolina Panthers flash briefing to your morning routine. For more information, visit Panthers.com. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Atrium Health. Because you deserve to live your best life, and we're here to help. It's a reverse play. Panthers are there. Ball loose. Fumble. Carolina recovers. And it's a touchdown. Right to 10 to 5, and an unbelievable touchdown. This is fun, you know. I mean, camp, camp's the best time of the year when you really think about it. I think, you know, every time I, I t- you talk to somebody that's retired, they miss this. You know, they miss just being able to focus on football, and that's it, and hang out with the guys, and uh, really, you know, obviously there's worries, but it's all related to football. So uh, the only thing to focus on is, is football and getting to know your teammates. So it's a fun time of year, and that's what I'm really excited for. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Okay, Panther Talk rolls on from training camp 2021. Mick Mixon with the general manager of the Carolina Panthers, Scott Fitterer. Do you like hearing those words, GM, and uh, your first and last name still, Scott? Yeah, you know, still getting used to the GM part of it, but uh it, it is good. I mean, it's a lot of hard work over the years and a lot of people that have helped me along the way, but I'm starting to get used to it. 
It's been a joy to have you here with your sunglasses on, your nice tan. Now you look absolutely confident in what you're doing. Do you, do, does that accurately reflect how you feel on the inside? You know, I, I think there's so many good people here that it really helps that you can rely on, you know, Pat Stewart, Dan Morgan. I can rely on Matt Rule and Mr. Tepper. There's a lot of people that have helped out in this process. So it gives you confidence that way. Um, it is a little bit sometimes like duck on the water. You know, your feet are spinning underneath and you might look calm on top. But, uh, you know, we have a plan in place, which helps. And that I've seen the, the roadmap in other places. We're using that here. So you just kind of trust what you've learned throughout your career, you know, rely on your foundation. And that's what we're doing going forward. Scott, is there a way you could articulate that plan in a, a simple way that the average Panther fan could comprehend it? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it comes down to, you know, Matt always talks about the toughest, you know, most hardworking, most competitive team in the NFL. And that's something I believe in. And then when you believe, uh, when you add in the, the physical attributes of what we're looking for in our players, the speed, the length, the athleticism, all those things, that's, that's the model that we're building towards. And you know, we're starting to see that on the field. We're adding new players throughout camp, and I think we're uh, getting better uh, just incrementally every day. We've added depth to the linebacker group. We've added depth to the safety group. And so I think we're pleased with our, our work so far. In that plan, Scott, how important is it to try to find guys that football is really, really important to, even even personal to them? You've got to. You've got to find the guys with passion and that inner drive. You know, there's a lot of guys that are externally motivated, which is great. You're going to have those guys on a roster but the key is to find those guys that have that internal drive that, you know, they have that chip on their shoulder. They're looking to do something great. They're going to work harder than the guy next to them. Those are the guys that really take their athleticism and push it to the next level. And those are the guys uh, that we're working really hard to identify. Scott Fitterer on Panther Talk. Did, did you have a mentor early in your career, Scott, that helped you along? You know, I did. Um, Jerry Shea, with, when I started off with the New York Giants, he was probably the first one that helped with my, my foundation. And then Ted Thompson, when I got to Seattle, and Ted's been around a long time or, you know, uh, was a great friend and someone I really learned a lot from. Scott McLuhan, who was in Seattle at the time, went on to be a GM himself. Uh, those are all the kind of the guys we built our foundation with. And then really the last 10 years, you know, John Schneider's, I've known him for 20 years, but having, having worked side by side the last 10 years and learning from him really one of the best in the business, one of the most aggressive in the business, and seeing how he goes about it. That's that's probably that's when I look at my core and who I am, that's probably the closest with him. When did you realize as a young Scott Fitterer that you had a unique aptitude for, for this game and the, the men who play it? You know what? Uh, I was a baseball player. I was football and baseball uh, throughout college and never really thought I'd get into scouting and I had a lot of roommates that were, you know, getting drafted. And when I was coming back in the summer from baseball, uh, met scouts that way. And then football has always been my number one love and passion, more so than baseball or basketball. And just to have the opportunity to do this for a living, you know, I think we, everyone always says, Hey, if you can do it, you know, make, make a living doing something you love, you're very fortunate. And I never felt like I had a job. You know, we do work hard, but in order, you know, to do something in football is really exciting. It's fun. I wake up every day, you know, with an energy to go do something. And it's a lot better than sitting behind a desk, you know, pushing numbers every day. Gosh, 100%. And that energy shows it is contagious. Two last things, Scott. We'll let you go. Uh, how do you feel about the, the roster right now? Specifically, the positives will start there. What excites you about where this roster is? I like the youth of the roster. You know, when you look at the skill position on offense, the receivers, the running back, uh, really pleased with the progress of Sam at quarterback, you know, adding Dan Arnold, Ian Thomas, seeing their growth. 
that's exciting. And then just adding the size and the speed on defense, you know, adding, you know, Hassan Reddick to this group and, you know, Daquan Jones and with all the good pieces that were already here, I think it's, I think it's an exciting time, you know, for the Panthers. We're a team on the come and, uh, I'm excited to, you know, really get into the preseason games, see what we look like. You know, there are going to be areas that we need to work on, but uh, just to get back into game-type situations and then go throughout the year and just kind of keep building this thing. We can't do it all in one day, but we're going we're gonna to speed this up and do it as quickly as we can. Lastly, in what areas do you feel like this roster still needs to be uh, tweaked and massaged a little bit? Yeah, I think the depth is always one of the biggest things, um, especially when it comes to special teams. Guys that are your, you know, your fifth, sixth receiver, they need to contribute on teams. And then I think uh, really offensive line, just having that come together. I think it's still pretty fluid right now, trying to figure out the left side. Uh, we have some good pieces up there, but how does it all work together? That's a group of five that needs to work, especially in a zone scheme, together. So getting all the reps we can, see how it fits, and uh, that's, that's probably one of our biggest questions going into this. It's been fun watching you work. Great to have you here, Scott. Call us if you need us, and thanks again for your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. ...of David Tepper in that he is not afraid to take some chances. The risk tolerance, the ability, the desire to be involved in any kind of trade, even if the Panthers decide not to pull the trigger on it, to be in conversations around the league to make this roster top to bottom as absolutely as deep and talented as it can be. Wouldn't you love to make to know how many phone calls are made on a weekly basis by uh, by people like Scott Fitterer and how many they receive in terms of just you know talking about you know uh, who's who's maybe coming available like who, as we get to roster cutdowns you know who's going to be the guys that are on the bubble and other teams that this team will be excited about picking up when that uh, moment comes when the final roster cuts uh, come so yeah it's it's fun to watch uh, I like like you said the the energy and the excitement of what he's talking about with what they've added on defense with the size and the speed uh, the youth at the skill positions on the offensive side that he talked about I mean those are things you can buy into and with Sam Darnold and what he can do they seem to be really comfortable with him I mean they didn't um, bring him in as a possibility as a, as an option this year, he's been handed the starting job. There's no competition for the starting job, so it's kind of ride or die uh, with Sam Darnold this season. So he's optimistic. Coach Rule is the way Christian McCaffrey and their teammates. You, you were down there today. Pat Elfline, his teammate with the Jets, talks about him that there's a presence about Sam Darnold that everyone feels very comfortable that he's going to have success in this offense. We watched Zoke a brilliant piece of NFL stewardship, I believe, when Matt Rule a week or so ago said, I've told Sam Darnold, don't worry about being a leader. Mm -hmm. Focus on getting good at football. We've got guys who can be vocal leaders. I thought that was brilliant because, number one, Sam Darnold probably couldn't lead if he wanted to yet because he hadn't done anything yet with the Carolina Panthers. And number two, it's not really who Sam Darnold is right now anyway. And so taking that off of him, the head coach saying that relieves Sam Darnold of a big heavy yoke on his shoulders of having to not only try to get better at his position, but also try to be the rah-rah, okay, guys, let's, who's mm-hmm. with me, Panthers on three, just speaks to, in my mind anyway, speaks to uh, the grasp that Matt Rule has of, of these guys and, and of the demands on their time. And you know what? It's already there, and it'll develop further organically as the, the position demands, because that, that position you have to have all that. You have to be the leader of the team. You have to be the calm in the huddle. And uh, as you talked about in that interview, Scott played quarterback in college at a high level and uh, was in Seattle with uh, one of the more recent great quarterbacks in this league with Russell Wilson. 
far as one of the, the talented guys of the, the past five, six years in this league at that position. They know what good quarterback play looks like. They can identify it. So when they you know, scouted Darnold, looked at all that tape, they could see through the 39 interceptions in three years. They could see through the 13-25 and 25 record and see, okay, well, let's get him in here. And not that it was not partially his fault there, but he's grown through these three years to develop to the point where he is now that they got something to work with that they like. All right, Zoke, after this break, I have a question for you that only you can speak to, and it has to do with the, the, the sort of the makeup and the feel of this team, what's here, and also what's missing from some prior teams that we've observed at training camp. That'll be next when we continue. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Go behind the scenes of your Carolina Panthers with the Happy Half Hour Podcast, available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Yes, it does. Mick Mixon here at Camp Wofford. Jim Zoki back at the studios, Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. So the Zoke, I was sitting here the other night in my dorm room looking around, thinking, um, and it just hit me, and I want to get your observations as well, your feeling about this. It struck me that every other time that that I've been here anyway, since 2005 with you, there was a Steve Smith, there was a Jake DeLome, there was a Julius Peppers, there was a Jordan Gross, there was a Ryan Khalil, there was a Cam Newton, there was a Luke Keekley. There was there were big, highly compensated Greg Olson, Thomas Davis. There were marquee, iconic Carolina Panthers, Mike Rucker, Mike Minner, we can name more. Fans couldn't get enough. Oh, oh, Cam, Cam, oh, Luke, oh, me, me, sign this, sign that. This year it's different. At least it feels different. I want your opinions on it. You got Christian McCaffrey, but he's more quiet and didn't play last year much because of injuries. Coming off the whole COVID thing, uh, I I really think one of the more, I guess, the highest Q rating person here might be Coach Rule. It just feels, I don't want to say collegiate, but it just feels like a remake of where the Panthers have been going places with such a young football team how, how do you feel about all that now I think you, you make a valid point and there's a lot of different ways that teams are, are composed and I actually asked coach rule that question for the fan fest interview I did with him last week at practice I said have you gotten a feel yet for the character of this team the personality of this team and he said no it's still developing it's early and uh, it, it's getting in place but I think they feel good about their veteran leadership you name some of them with you know McCaffrey and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson I think Shaq Thompson's part of that group uh, Brian Burns, uh, a younger player, but uh, quickly becoming one of those kind of guys. I think we all know Jeremy Chin. That's a guy who's going to be a captain for a long time on this team, and, and he'll be a part of that. But you're right. There's not that Thomas Davis, that Luke Keekley, Steve Smith. You mentioned Jake DeLome, Jordan Gross. You know, guys that were just like, you know, okay, this is this is the pillar. You know, this is uh, where we all, we all build around. And that's okay, I think, because I think they're all kind of growing and learning together. And just like your comment that Coach made about Sam Darnold just worry about the football. That stuff will happen organically. It'll happen through wins and losses and tough times and good times, and uh, that'll all develop, I think, as far as the player part of it goes uh, quite naturally as they, they, they go forward. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a brand shift from uh, these Mount Rushmore type of iconic Carolina Panthers that you want to win with to uh, a roster that maybe is a little bit Hungry, a little gritty, a little lesser known. Uh, I, I can't get over how young this team is. I was just working on the Colts this afternoon and plugging in some of their guys, and so many of their players 
are in their sixth year, their seventh year. The Panthers do have, of course, NFL experience at, at places, but the, the Panthers, I think the last time anybody ran the diags on this, if the Panthers were not the, the youngest team in the NFL, they were right up there in the top three. So I think it just kind of speaks to where the franchise is right now. Yep, and I think, you know, they'll um... – it's kind of cool. It's like a, the sophomore class kind of all growing together where you can see where this is going to go their junior and senior year. And, and that doesn't mean by the year. That could be by the month uh, in the NFL. It's a long season. So I think it's uh, it's exciting. And, and beyond that, I mean, we know this league is about talent, right? So it's like you can have good personality guys, and that matters. Uh, character guys, that matters. Uh, but at this level, the highest level, you've got to have guys that have football acumen that can play good, strong, solid football. And while there's still a work in progress, you see the talent on this team, we talked about how the skill positions are so much better than what Sam Darnold had to work with in past years elsewhere. I think defensively, it's come together very quickly roster-wise. Again, not a finished piece of work, but you can see collectively how this is coming together as quickly as humanly possible to do this in a year and a half with a complete roster redo with a brand-new GM this year and a new head coach last year. Agreed. Win. And the stars will emerge. Great way to go about it. And it looks like the Panthers are heading in a fantastic direction. With Jim Zoki, it's Mick Mixon. Stay tuned. We'll come back, apply the final brushstrokes to this piece of uh, broadcast. Uh, I don't know, want to say art, but we'll uh, we'll we'll ch- we'll deal with uh, how uh, areas for potential growth in the show after it is all <laughs> over. But the Zoki and I will come back with some final brushstrokes on this canvas next, right after you hear this. Each week on the Jordan and Jake podcast, Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome share their thoughts on all things Carolina Panthers. Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Let's talk about this Panther defense and the time that the Zoke and I have remaining. By the way, Eugene Robinson normally with us. On this show, in this time slot, uh, not able to uh, to come to the show tonight. He mm. had uh, some. How would you describe it, Zoke? I think just with a, as the saying goes, an abundance of caution. Uh, Eugene's day job. Somebody might have popped up with a positive test. So Jeannie Rob sitting it out tonight for contact tracing. So yeah, that's uh, you know I think everything's probably going to be okay. But uh, as you say, in this era we're in of uh, testing and so forth, just erring on the side of caution tonight. But yeah, Eugene obviously will be here every week for the program all year. So there's the fascination with the new, naturally. Every, everyone wants to fawn over these rookies and see, but how much of a leap do you think Yitor Gross Matos, Brian Burns, Derek Brown, Marquise Haynes, some of the young Panther defenders like that will take? Jeremy Chin, who you talked to earlier in the mm-hmm. show, uh, will be making from last year to this year. Let's start with Derek Brown. When you've got a guy drafted in the top ten, you, you expect stardom. So I think that's, that's his destiny. I think he's, he's the kind of work ethic that could put that talent and work ethic together, and it's going to happen. Yitor Grosmatos had something happen about every other week last season uh, between having his own COVID situation, injuries, and so forth. Uh, I think now uh, really he's got that chance to kind of explode and to take off and be the kind of guy you're talking about. And Brian Burns is already a borderline star that just needed uh, that compliment, which is going to be Hassan Reddick, it looks like. They're going to have this competition to see who gets the most quarterback sacks this year and the winner gets a tricked-out golf cart at the end of the year. So I'm excited to see those two kind of egging each other on, seeing how that goes. C.J. Saunders, another player to watch. Coach yeah. Rule has mentioned him. Uh, Ohio State was mm-hmm. a coach at one time, grad assistant. You've been following this young man's story? He's catching everything, um, and he's certainly a name that's been brought up for by a coach who doesn't bring up a ton of names. 
And another one is Omar Bayless. Again, this uh, may not be guys that make the final 53, uh, but keep in mind for practice squad and things like that, you know, it seems like Omar Bayless, his name's been brought up a couple of times by coach, and he is yet another player that I think uh, is well to keep an eye on uh, through these preseason games and the practices. Mick, great job down in Spartanburg. I'll see you back down there tomorrow morning. Sounds good, my friend. Thank you, Mick. Panther Talk, an exclusive presentation of the Panthers and the National Football League, and a rebroadcast without express consent is prohibited. This has been Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule, brought to you by Atrium Health, because you deserve to live your best life, and we're here to help. Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. Coke, official fan refreshment of the Carolina Panthers. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.